I hope you're having a great weekend so far. A lot of people in Atlanta probably are not, given what has taken place over this weekend. I'm going to play you. This is so powerful. Just listening to it, you'll be able to see how ridiculous this is. Okay? So, last night, there were revenge riots in Atlanta over the killing of a far-left gunman in Antifa's autonomous zone. Manuel Esteban Paez Teran, also known as Tortuguita, that'd be a little turtle, was shot and killed by police, and then his friends and comrades in black are retaliating, retaliating against local businesses that had nothing to do with the, sheet, uh, the shooting in retaliation. Listen to this. That's people throwing rocks and setting off fireworks, spray painting buildings, busting out windows. There's rocks and debris everywhere. It looks like a freaking combat zone in something like Afghanistan. All right? Cops cordoning off the street, people running away. And then this is what this reporter said, a local Atlanta reporter. This is what he said. Now, you got just listening to this, you can hear the mayhem. But man, I can't make this stuff up, right? You can't make this stuff up. Like literally just listening to it, you can see how ridiculous this is. We're taking you right now. You can see people running in opposite directions and you on see, the other yeah, side Eric, of that. Yeah, Tyler. Really. I do want to... Yeah, Eric, we're far enough away. You'll see the officer right there with APD. He has uh, what appears to be zip ties. Uh, we're not for far enough down where we can't see if they've taken anyone into custody, but it did appear that they were ready to do that uh, to try to, uh, try to calm the situation that's unfolding here. And as you said, this really... A protest initially to try to uh, protest what happened on Wednesday here where, uh, I mean, they were handing out that vehicle still uh, up in flames here over at the at Andrew Young and Peachtree. And if you take a look over here, if you pan over, I want to show you. This is what they were handing out at that protest. So it was a largely peaceful protest where they just wanted what they're calling. Did you catch that? He said, yeah, there's a... There, there, there's a car on fire over there and this is mostly a largely a peaceful protest because peaceful protests end up with cars on fire. Yet these are the same crazy people up in arms over people not being violent on the January 6th protest day. You can't make this up. Listen again. Listen to just listen to this. I mean, they were handing out that vehicle still uh, up in flames here over at the at Andrew Young and Peachtree. And if you take a look over here, if you pan over, I want to show you. This is what they were handing out at that protest. So it was a largely peaceful protest. <laughs> yeah, that car's still on fire. It was a largely peaceful po- protest. I guess if 10 people get killed and there was 1,000 people in the riot, I guess it largely technically is a peaceful protest. In yesterday's video, the one I did last night, and it's so interesting because just as I was putting that video up, this story that I'm going to cover, the headline story for this episode about the FBI raid on Joe Biden had was happening just as I was doing post-production, so I couldn't go back and include that story in yesterday's report. But as uh, as I reported uh, yesterday, 
in the early edition. Someone must have watched my afternoon edition, but not my morning edition. And it's fine, folks. I don't expect, I put out a lot of content. I like to be very thorough and give you all the important news. But I understand that if I put out two half hour, 26, 29, 32 minute videos, that not everyone's going to have an hour a day just to dedicate to James BCP. That is why this video, like every other one except for live ones, will have in the description box below or in the first comment in the comment section will be pinned a timestamp so you can go right to the story that you want to or you can see what stories are and, and check out the stories. I understand your time is limited. So I understand when someone yesterday, when I reported on the U.S. military and the TV actually showing images of the Russian uh, spies in Hawaii, when they said, you don't, and I said, I don't trust Putin, I don't trust Zelensky, right? This is false dichotomy that you have to choose sides between Russia and Ukraine. I choose neither. I choose United States constitutional government, not the deep state in charge. Well, I got a comment yesterday and someone says, well, what about the United States? You don't trust Russia? You don't trust um, Ukraine? What about the United States? They, they started more wars than anybody. Now, once again, that's the thing that happens when someone texts or they put a comment on, online. Like, I don't know their tone, so I could be misinterpreting it. But my reply was, I agree. Because yesterday... Saturday morning's episode, I talked about the warmongers when I reported on Lindsey Graham. And boy, the warmongers want their war. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, a traitor, by the way, who should be in the brig and then be tried for treason and then get a, tre uh, 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 you know, that should be dealt with the way that the military deals with traitors. Remember, this is the man that sided with China over the commander-in-chief President Donald Trump at the time. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, acknowledged that it would be difficult for Ukrainian forces to eject Russian forces from all, from all of Ukraine this year. They want their war. This is supposed to be a quick war, remember? We're coming up fairly close on a year, and Mark Milley is saying, oh, this war will not end in 2023. Quote, from a military standpoint, I still maintain that for this year, it would be very, very difficult to militarily eject Russian for forces from all every inch of Ukraine and occupied or Russian-occupied Ukraine. It doesn't mean it can't happen. doesn't mean it won't happen. But it'd be very, very difficult, Milly said, in Germany. Why do I get the feeling that he doesn't want it to end? And perhaps this warmonger would love to go to war in Russia and do something. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. But of course, not with China, because, you know, he's on China's side. He said that he thinks what will happen is a continued defense stabilized in the front. But he poured a cold water on the idea of a military victory for Ukraine. 
I do think at the end of the day, this war, like many wars in the past, will end at some sort of negotiating table, and that'll be determined in terms of timing by the leaders of both countries. And that is true. It's, it's, it, it, I believe that it's going to be a, a diplomatic or a negotiating thing that's going to end the war. Not, it's not going to be Ukraine absolutely decimating and stopping Russia, especially with all of our taxpayer money going to defend them and technology. And Russia may get to a point where they don't want to spend all this money fighting against the West via proxy Ukraine. What do you think? Do you think Mark Milley is a warmonger? He sure seems like one to me, a China-loving warmonger at that. Here's a story that you don't hear much uh, coming out of Chicago. But a Chicago concealed carry permit holder pulled his gun and shot an alleged, rob- alleged robber uh, just uh, at the beginning of this weekend on the CTA Green Line train, if that means anything to anyone in Chicago. But here's what I, here's what I thought was uh, very interesting. The 33-year-old alleged robber approached the 25-year-old and pulled a gun on him. The 25-year-old then pulled his gun his own gun and shots were exchanged. The guy with the permit was not hit, but the robber was shot and taken to a hospital in fair condition. The 25 year old has a firearm owner's identification card and is a concealed carry license holder. I believe those are pretty difficult to get in Chicago or not as easy in other places. How about this karma story from Los Angeles? And then we'll get into politics folks like to, on the weekends, go through these local stories that show you the madness or the goodness or some important lesson. This is a weird, interesting uh, karma story. A teen who ran over a mother and baby in, tw- in 2021 in Venice, it went viral, the video, was fatally shot recently in Palmdale. So he runs over a mother and a baby in 2021 because he had drugs in his system. They found... Uh, marijuana in his possession. He went to, um, but marijuana wasn't a drug he had. I think he was on other drugs as well. Well, that's what I interpreted from the article. They found, they found marijuana, but they, they found drugs in his system, plural. So he gets off scot-free because this is in Los Angeles with Gascon, the DA, and he was—he just served a couple months, no, no rehabilitation. He's out on the street, and karma caught up with him, and he was shot. Now the mother and the baby uh, didn't die, but were injured in this event from 2021. It's kind of weird because the kid's life may have been saved had he not just had a couple months in juvie, but was actually rehabilitated for almost killing this mother and daughter who she is a Democrat and voted for Gascon and has seen the error of her ways. Or maybe not. She just says she's disappointed. But it must be pretty bad because she's out of Los Angeles. Okay, folks, listen to this. This is what the Democrat plantation is like. That even when it's totally obvious that Joe Biden doesn't have his wits about him, People will still defend him. Now, I don't watch this show, but it's very, very popular. It's called The Breakfast Club. And the radio host and author, Charlemagne the God, who interviewed 
if you remember Biden when he was on the campaign trail, and that's where Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. I guess I ain't black because I didn't vote for no Joe Biden. This is how this went down. So Charlemagne the God is male, and there are some two female uh, co-hosts here. Now, what's really interesting is that The Breakfast Club posted this to their Twitter, and Twitter has this, media includes potentially sensitive content. I guess it's sensitive to talk about Joe Biden being cognitively challenged. Now, for the sake of making a point here, by calling this the Democrat plantation, all of the people involved in this conversation appear to be black. There's one light-skinned black girl here. She could almost pass for my... I have a, I have a niece, my wife's Mexican, who's, uh, who's fairly dark and almost looks like this gal. So maybe she's Puerto Rican, like me as well. Anyway, listen to this. You'll, you, that's beside the point. Listen to how ridiculous this is. Charlemagne the God is actually making a great point, but the Democrat plantation ladies are totally shilling for Joe Biden. Don't y'all think it's ambitious of Biden too to be announcing his future plans? I was going to ask you, like, when do, you think he should be tested? do you think he should be tested before he's able to announce that he should be able to run? <laughs> tested for, what, for what do you mean what? tested? Tested, tested for what? Dementia. Dementia. Well, how come nobody? I don't. I don't understand. I don't, like Pink Yeah. No. I, mean, I don't think so. Well, I don't understand why people think that Joe should be tested for dementia. He's totally smart. He's totally normal. Are you suggesting that he? Have you seen something that suggests that he has dementia? Yes. I saw him talking to a ghost. Yeah, he was talking. <laughs> he, he, he was talking to, to a ghost. ghost. He forgets a lot. There's times where he he look. He was talking to a ghost. Oh, but that wasn't all. They break it down. He, he was talking to the ghost. He forgets a lot. There's times where he, he looks confused, doesn't know where he, he's Did you walking. See him in the church the other they, day? they write things on his hand and on napkins. Well, that so was a black church. Because yeah, you see him in the church the other day, the other church the other day when he was uh, doing the Martin Luther King uh, Jr. speech. And they are shilling. They want to protect Joe Biden. He's an absolute actual racist. And here are black folks that are not showing the God, but the female co-hosts or guests or whatever defending him. This is, this is ridiculous. This is what brainwashing and years of being on the Democrat plantation and not wanting to leave sounds like. I'll say it looks like, but I'm just playing you the audio. On napkins. He was on a black church. Why does that make a difference? Because he's a white guy that went to a black church. That's why he's confused. What? I mean, this is coming from a black person. This is ridiculous. Because he's in a black church. I, I, I just, I just don't understand. I just don't understand the level of people that even when something is obvious, they're going to defend it. What do you gain by shilling for Biden? I, I don't understand. I just don't understand my fellow people of color. And I'm going to exercise my black and Latino privilege. If you're new around here, welcome to the show. It's called Open Source News. And I'm your host, James, also known as the Black Conservative Patriot, who's also Puerto Rican. I'm half black, half Puerto Rican. So I don't usually 
do the privilege card, but I'm going to play my black and Latino privilege here. It's ridiculous for my fellow people of color to still be defending even basic non-controversial things like Joe Biden may have cognitive issues. It's things on napkins like leave after this, look left. Like the man was saying oh, happy birthday so, to somebody guys... and forgot the person's name. Yes, like oh, he... that's normal too. <laughs> that's normal too. To have on your napkin, go left, say hello, smile. That's normal too. That's not normal. Yes, it is. It's very I, I think that happens. Let me say this. I think that happens. You need someone to give you a napkin, to tell you to look left, to smile, to be friendly, who to call, what to do. Just basic things that someone, I don't know, maybe 35 or 40 doesn't need to have on their napkins. Now, in originally getting together possible stories to report on you uh, to you today, Sunday, I had this article, and it's so funny because uh, it looks like things are going to happen before this gets going. But the DOJ told the Republican-led House Judiciary Committee it may not always be possible to comply with the committee's investigative requests. Quote, while we work diligently to accommodate requests for public testimony, it may not always be possible to participate or address all the topics the committee wishes to raise, said Carlos Uriarte, the Assistant Attorney General for the Office of Legislative Affairs. And that's what he wrote to Jim Jordan in a letter. Republican requests must be weighed against the department's interest in protecting the integrity of its work. The integrity of its work? Let's get into the headline story, folks. There was a 13-hour search of President Joe Biden's Wilmington residence on Friday. That's why he didn't fly there. He flew to the, Rehob- the Rehoboth Beach home in Delaware. And I even said, um, and th- this is this came out on Saturday. It happened on Friday, but it was kind of hush-hush. The news broke Saturday afternoon, evening, sometime. And I jokingly, not knowing this, said, hey, Joe, uh, Joe Biden, or seriously and jokingly, said Joe Biden didn't head to Wilmington because it's, it, the, the, it's, it's a, a crime scene had no idea that that was literally what was happening, probably as I was mentioning that in Friday and Saturday shows. Investigators for the Justice Department, I'm reading here from uh, the coverage of this at the New York Times. The investigators for the Justice Department seized more than half a dozen documents, some of them classified at President Biden's residence in Wilmington, Delaware, after conducting a 13-hour search of the home the president's personal lawyers said Saturday evening. The remarkable search of a sitting president's home by federal agents, and they have to throw this in, at the invitation of Mr. Biden's lawyers, dramatically escalated the legal and political situation for the president, the latest in a series of discoveries that has already led to a special counsel investigation. Folks, the Democrats and the deep state are ousting Joe Biden before our eyes. They don't want him there anymore. He was the placeholder. I thought they would more gracefully retire him. I thought maybe he would fall down or something. Or they would tell us that he he fell down. Save him the embarrassment and they can bring Kamala Harrison. But they want to make this very public. Also, well, 
they want to make it very public now. Remember, as I reported, they were secret letters from the DOJ and and uh, and Trump, excuse me, and Biden insiders. They were trying to to hide and cover that whole thing up. And now that it's public, oh, they're using this to get rid of him. Scary thought, Kamala Harris, which Joe Biden and his wife have referred to President Harris several times already. The, the, the Bidens always knew that, that that was a plan. A placeholder. Get her in before 2024 so that she's running for re-election. It's the same thing they did with Governor Hochul over in New York. They got, had to get rid of Cuomo. They put in Hochul. And then when the election comes up, it's more of a re-election thing. People already in place. Now, 13 hours is pretty extensive, but here's the deal. They seized documents. Joe Biden has broken the law, but here is the crazy thing. Six more items with classified markings, including some documents from his time as senator and others from his time as vice president, were taken by investigators along with surrounding materials, according to statements from Bob Bauer, Mr. Biden's attorney. Now, of course, they're trying to say, oh, but he's cooperating. Trump was cooperating as well. And they still raided Mar-a-Lago. By the way, Mr. Bauer did not indicate what had prompted the search, saying only that the president's lawyers had offered to provide access for a search in the interest of moving the process forward as expeditiously as possible. Close quote. Folks, this is just a show, a charade, a sham that we are seeing. Damn, I love triple alliteration. The excuse is that he's cooperating, so that makes everything okay. They find these things, and I don't know if it's next week, but I'm anticipating a resignation by Joe Biden and then a pardon of him by Kamala Harris. I didn't think I'd see this in my lifetime. Folks, 20 documents, then we were told it's 25 documents once we found out that it wasn't just the UPenn Biden Center, Chinese cover, not a think tank. Then we found out it was his home and his garage. Now we're finding out there's even more. Six items with classified markings. But folks, some dating back to his time as a senator, which would mean... Through 2008. Let's see. We're in 2023. So you're going to tell me in the last 15 years. They couldn't go through this. And send the, the, the things quietly back. That would have been a really good thing to do. Between. Him not being. Uh, him being vice president. And him. Being installed into the Oval Office. That would be plenty of time to take care of that when he's off the radar. By the way, if you're unaware, senators and vice presidents do not have the rights of these documents and can't declassify them. Sure is convenient how everyone who was lampooning and, and, and wanting to burn Trump at the stake of you can't do anything with classified documents are relatively silent now that Joe Biden has committed worse crimes, 
multiple places, not secured, and he never had the right. As a senator, what was he doing with classified information in his home? The FBI executed a planned consensual search of the president's residence in Wilmington, said Joseph D. Fitzpatrick, an assistant U.S. attorney in Illinois, who is serving as a spokesman for the special counsel investigating the Biden document case. Hmm. He consensual search. They didn't give. I mean, how more in your faces have to be the political partisanship of the Department of Injustice? They raid President Trump, who was cooperating, but they have a consensual search of of the president's residence in Wilmington. The search agreement with Mr. Biden's legal team was negotiated by John R. Lausch, a federal prosecutor, picked to lead the initial inquiry last year. His replacement, Robert K. Herr, who was appointed to serve as a permanent special counsel in the case, is expected to take over shortly, Mr. Fitzpatrick said. And then the cover-up will really begin. Mr. Bauer said the Justice Department had requested that the search not be made public before it was conducted in accordance with its standard procedures and we agreed to cooperate. He did not provide any more detail about the nature of the documents that were taken or what level of classification had been stamped on them. This is getting serious, folks. And I don't think Biden survives this. I think this is all part of the Democrat deep state and the cabal once again, I said from day three, four, five, I want to say since before the beginning of February 2021, that Joey was a was a placeholder. I just think didn't think that they would have him hold the place this long. What are your thoughts, folks? Put it down below. By the way, this is the part in the show where I mentioned that we have a sister channel called the BCP Report. Juniorette dropped the report. Friday, Saturday, Saturday night, she put together a report for today, Sunday. Juniorette, by the way, BCP Juniorette is my oldest daughter, recently married in her early 20s, in her last semester in college, and she has a job. Proud dad moment. Proud dad moment. On the weekend, she's producing content for BCP Report, has a job Monday through Friday, and is wrapping up her last semester. What I, I, I mentioned last semester because those of you who graduated college know the last semester is very busy. It's not just taking your classes. It's preparing for your graduation, uh, interviews if you haven't already gotten a job, and getting ready for the next thing you're doing. So make sure you check out the BCP report. We also have another show. I have another show called BCP Unfiltered. This is my show, which you can catch at therealbcp.com or bcpextras.com or on Spotify or Apple Podcast. But the biggest thing you could do for me and for us right now is hit like, share, and subscribe. All right, let's get back to the news. And the news I want to report on because in light of the previous story I just covered... Is going to come into play in the not too distant or maybe very near future. And I'm talking about the visit by Kamala Harris to California 
to visit the WP facility in Sun Valley to see how Los Angeles captures rainwater after big storms. This is what Camilla said. If you are thinking this is just yet another word salad and this person who would ascend to the presidency if Joe Biden resigns, let's just for a moment try to take her seriously. See if we can't do that. Kamala, Kamala, what do you got for us? What do you, what do you, what insight do you have for us? Issue, dealing with the various issues that are present when we look at the climate crisis, think about water policy, uh, diversifying water policy, understanding that we must have the ability to diversify our approach and our and the resources to everything from what we do in terms of uh, conservation to recycling, desalination. And storage of water. Isn't it desalinization? Maybe it's desalination. <laughs> Des- oh my gosh. I feel like I get dumber just listening to these people. I really do. This plant and this facility in particular is doing some of the smartest and the most contemporary kind of work that is necessary to, to store water. Understanding that the climate crisis presents exactly what we've experienced here in California. We're going to have days, and sometimes there will be days of immense water, of rain, of storms, of flooding. And at the same time, we are a state that has experienced for generations drought. And that hasn't changed. That has been the cycle in California for hundreds of years before carbon emissions. Maybe it was all the flagellants from the bison and the buffalo from back in the day. And we must therefore understand that the issues that are present in the climate crisis are varied. And it requires us to be present and to be in front of each of the iterations and variations that include extreme weather that produces a lot of water and extreme weather that produces drought. Wow. Really, that, that was an, a one minute and 14 second clip. And she said nothing. Except that we've got to diversify the ways that we capture water because we have droughts and we have rain due to climate, the climate crisis. Literally, that's what it took her an hour, I mean, an hour, a minute and 14 seconds to say. And this is the person that will replace Joe Biden. And then after that, it's Kevin McCarthy. What are your thoughts on anything that I've covered? Please put it down below. I'm going to, uh, I want to get this, the big breaking story uh, out to you folks about the consensual FBI raid on the Wilmington home of Joe Biden. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. I'm going to have one more episode for you folks because there's a lot more news that I want to cover. I don't have a working title, but if I did, it'd be something like BCP's Big Sunday Program or something like that. And you'll see what I mean later today. Like, share, and subscribe and hit the notification bell so you can get a notification when that video is up. Until then, ciao, goodbye, God bless, and thank you for being here with me.